0: You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit Mikeknopp.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit org. Okay,
1: well, welcome, friends old and new, uh, to our Wednesday morning Tish. Uh, we're... In the uh, middle, we're actually toward the end of the third chapter of the Tomer Devora which, for those of you who were just joining us, is uh, Rabbi Moses Cordovero's uh, uh, work. Uh, in the uh, uh, 16th century, uh, trying to adapt uh, the Kabbalistic uh, theological structure, theological system, to the realm of ethics. How to emulate God in our behavior as, uh, as Jewish mysticism understands God. And so the third chapter is about uh, uh, God's wisdom. And that's what we've been discussing, how to, how to uh, live in such a way that cultivates that wisdom on a similar plane in, in our lives. Um, and he translates it, uh, Cordover translates it to a very concrete uh, series of, of action. Um, and what, we, what we're going to look at today, uh, which you can find in the Hebrew, it's on the page that starts, uh, Kuf Kaf Tet. And in the, in the that's in the Hebrew on the page kuf kaf tet, and in the English will be on page uh, eighty three. <clears throat> and uh, and the premise is as follows: Right, if, if if wisdom is one of the ways in which we characterize God, and God is a creator then God has created everything with wisdom. Which means that to despise, to insult, to injure, to scorn, to waste, anything that God has created is, in some level, an insult to its maker. An insult to the wisdom of its maker. Um, And... Similarly, right? Uh, if, um, if we're going to cultivate the kind of uh, uh, way of being that, that God is in the world, and God interacts with the world in, in, in a wise way, and God's wisdom causes God to create all sorts of different things in the world, right, the kind of wisdom that we can cultivate in our own behavior is looking at the world through that set of divine eyes. Right, seeing the purpose and the beauty and the the majesty of everything that exists in the world, right, and so that's exactly where Cordovero starts, or in this case, ends, because it's the end of the chapter. They shouldn't kill any flies? Exactly, right. So, um, in the t- the midrash actually says that, right? If he, um, uh, if uh, if a person gets uh, uh, too haughty, right, you should say to him, you know, uh, that uh, that the gnat was created before you.
0: <laughs> right,
1: uh, But he's going to actually say something very similar to that, and here is a story from the Talmud, so we'll get there in just a second. Um, uh, right? You need to have your uh, compassion uh, extended to all creation. <laughs> you shouldn't insult them, and you shouldn't uh, waste them or destroy them. Shahari <laughs> Shahari al because the supernal wisdom, God's wisdom, is extends to all creations. right everything that grows and lives, even all that speaks right everything right. There's nothing in the world that is outside the uh, the the domain of the divine right from the from the smallest pebble right from from the from the vibrating string strings at the uh, at the foundation of all existence to the highest conscious conscious beings, all of them are manifestations of uh, of the divine wisdom. Umi whose harnu mi Right, and because of this, we were warned against uh, um, scorning or insulting food. Right, we shouldn't uh, um, uh, even insult the things that we're going to eat. Even treat things lightly that we're going to eat. I mean, food is a a, a a blessing, a manifestation of it's amazing. I mean, um, this isn't necessarily going to be a creationist argument, although it is pretty amazing. If you ever thought about an apple. Did right? you watch
0: a program yesterday? That watch what? Michael Powell's program on PBS about apples.
1: Uh, no, <laughs> but so I, I love Michael. here's I, I didn't see it, I watched but it yesterday. Yeah. There's a funny thing. Michael Pollan is this uh, uh, writer now who writes a lot about uh, uh, food issues. Uh, he wrote a book called The Omnivore's Dilemma and another book called In Defense of Food and a very, very important books. Um, but I saw him do an interview once, and it, I think it was on one of these comedy shows. It was like Colbert Report or something like that. And, uh, and what he said was um, that unless you're hungry enough to eat an apple, you're not really hungry. I don't know if he said that in that program. Maybe not like that. <laughs> right, so so right, so those you're going to get a lot of angry letters from the apple lobby for saying that. Yeah. But what he meant was, what he meant was, you know, it, it, we, we often say that we're hungry and we're not really hungry, and right? so we say we're hungry because we like the act of eating. Um, say, you know, if you if you're really hungry, you'll eat an apple. Right? Um, Could
0: I, if you're look, one one more yeah. tangent because it has to do with this about Please. respecting what Please. we Please. eat. Um, Grow and behold... Can I give a little plug? There's a, a, a brand of meat. Oh, you know, I just kosher. heard about this the other day. It's black kosher, and it's also humanely raised meat and humanely slaughtered meat. So this is meat that you can sort of eat without feeling an ethical dilemma about respecting mm. all animal animals. It's now available at Mainline Kosher, which is very exciting, mm. and... Um, you know, I really encourage you. It also tastes better because you know, of course, it's grown in a normal, natural way. So, uh, so mainland kosher is called "Grow and Behold," and you know, it's great that they brought it to the community. So, yeah. like, thank you. No, no, that's uh, I, yeah, I it's, it's it like really yeah. exciting and something to t- let yeah. the rest of the congregation yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't
1: know it was at mainland kosher, so that's great. Yeah. Um Cause I thought you had to do it like a, like in a CSA sort I, of fashion. No, it's a pain in the neck. So you can
0: walk in and buy
1: it. Cool. Yeah. Um. So, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, I was I was about to. Uh, have you ever like stopped and thought about uh, um, how perfect a structure an apple is? Right. It's 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 like the perfect eating size. It's a self-contained meal, essentially. You know, in 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 a in a wrapping, right? In a package. But nature provides it for you, right? Um, which is a which I think is. You Know one way of, of of seeing divine wisdom in all of creation that doesn't mean that, that God, I mean, apples are products of evolution just like everything else, right? But, but so it doesn't necessarily mean that, that God created, yeah. <laughs>
0: so the original apples were in Kazakhstan, uh huh. The first apple, you know, nature put it in that area, and the only way they could and promote their genes yes. because I watched this the show last night. Is bears. <laughs> would go out in this region or other animals and eat the apples but they wouldn't go for the the tarred apples or the rotten tasting apples mm-hmm. they only go for the sweet apples mm-hmm. so the sweet apples spread throughout you know the region just kept spreading farther and farther because they plants can't move they're rooted. right so the only way they can move their genes is by mammals just discarding the seeds right so and it's a,
1: all sweetness
0: comes from apples
1: Right. So um, uh, that. So that's a as a as a sidebar. That is again a I think an expression of what Cordovero is talking about here. The fact that um, that that uh, that animals that we might be afraid of or run away from or hunt right are actually crucial to the development of other species and mm-hmm. uh, not just their own right is one more example of the the incredible uh, uh, beauty and wisdom. Uh, infused in all of creation, right, and that that even flies, right, um, though they might be annoying and frustrating, right, have their purpose, right, and and have a and, and play a crucial uh, part in the entire biosphere. Um, the Altvar Zerraui, right? Uh Shekamosha Khmahel Yana Enomevazeshum Tzava Ko na Semisham. Right, so th- that's uh that's a fitting way to act in the world. Right in the same way that the supernal wisdom doesn't uh, insult anything in i that's found in the world. Dihtiv Hulanda Khokhma Sita, because God made it all in wisdom. Kenye Rahameha Adam al Koma Asavi bara. Right, so uh, uh, similarly, a person should extend his compassion to all of God's creations. Umitamze haya onesh rabenu hakodesh, and this is going back to uh, I said there going to be a story related to what you asked, Abe. Right, so this is what happened to um, our holy Rabbi. This is talking about Rabbi Judah the Prince, Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, uh, who in the Talmud uh, story is told. Uh, just to summarize it here, we're going to see it uh, spelled out. But uh, story is told that he uh, walked by a cow and saw it—a uh, a cow that was uh, being prepared for the slaughter—and he saw it bellowing and crying. And he goes to the cow and says, "Don't cry. You are created for this purpose." And uh, and he was a, right. A very nice person. Uh, and he was. Uh, and he. And it turned out that he was afflicted with um, with uh, um, uh, Yisurim. Uh, um, Afflictions because of it, uh, and uh, and the lesson that the Talmud tries to bring out from that is uh, that um, that insulting any creature, right? No creature is born to die. Well, everyone's born to die. No creature is born to be killed. Um, so it is acceptable in the Jewish tradition to kill an animal for for food, but not to um, but not to think lightly of its life. Right to think that the only reason that it was created was to be killed. Right, so this is what that's what happened to our holy rabbi, Al yadei shalochas, al ben Abakar, because he had no compassion for the for the cow shayamit chabe etzlo. Right, that was uh, bellowing uh, near him, and uh, and he said to him, "Va Marlow, lechach no Right, go. That's what you were created for yisurin, so he uh, afflictions befell him. Shehem mitzad hadin, because those are from uh, God's uh, uh, judgment, God's uh, power. Shahare harachamim meginim al because mercy can be a shield for God's judgment. Right? If we act with compassion toward other people, the the suggestion goes, we can be shielded from negativity. Which I think in some level, right, forget about the supernatural component of it, right, but if you act positively in the world, you tend to be shielded from more negativity. Right? if you act compassionately, you tend to uh, receive it in kind, right? That doesn't happen all the time. People sometimes walk over people who are, are, are overly nice, I understand, right? But as a general rule, what you put out into the world, you get back. And so he phrases it as compassion is a shield against judgment. The kasher richem al hakul amar. Just as uh, uh, there was compassion uh, for the weasel, um, and uh, and uh, and God says al God's compassion extends to all of God's creations. Nitzal The weasel is saved from judgment. Mipnei or Because God extends the light of wisdom upon it. Vnistalku hayisereim. And uh, and and the and the afflictions. Um, uh, left it. Because of this, you shouldn't insult any created being. Because they were all created with wisdom. You shouldn't even uproot a plant unless you need it. Right? Well, I used to do this all the time at camp. I used to just like sit around and pluck out grass. That's why I was—I never really had a soccer career because that's what I do in the soccer field. I just like sit there plucking out grass, right? But it's saying not to do that, right? Don't even pluck out a plant unless you need it. I do that when I'm running too. I don't know what's with me. I like, I like Stop run. Stop
0: and pick up. No,
1: but I like run by trees and I like break off oh. branches while I'm running, oh, and God, yeah, just because it. like I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, because okay, I, because I'm not, because I actually am not, it's trying to get us to look at the world in in very conscious ways. Right, um, that nothing is created without purpose. Nothing is created without reason. Pick up breaks, breaks. What's that?
0: When you run through the supermarket,
1: pick up food before you get to the register. That is the purpose. Right, right, exactly. Right. We shouldn't kill an animal except for uh, with need. Right. For most Jews. Um, who are, are kind of uh, conscious of, of the Kashrut thing? Um, that's not such a, a surprise because you know it, hunting seems so far from the Jewish culture. If you ever saw the movie um, uh, A Serious Man, it was out a couple of years ago, Coen Brothers movie. And so like there's this like uh, a Jewish guy in the Midwest and all these like bad things. And his neighbor is this like like really goyish guy he like, keeps coming back from hunting with like giant deer strapped on his car hood. And there's just like this cognitive distance between this like Jewish family. Uh, that's assimilated, but nevertheless, right? And uh, and their neighbor reminding them how totally not American they yet are, and uh, but uh, so so there's something sort of ingrained in uh, in in the Jewish uh, consciousness about uh, not killing an animal for sport. However, um, even in the kosher industry, I think that there's a uh, uh, this goes back to your point before. There's a way in which um, uh, we do uh, kill needlessly. Um, there's a lot of kosher meat that, uh, because of industrial production, uh, goes to waste. Um, you know, um, it, not only that, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, um, I think
0: it has to do with, with the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. So, you know, a kosher by the letter of the law, that kind of that's slurring. But, you know, I think he's talking about the
1: spirit of right. the law. Right. right. All right. And, uh, right. and not only can we not kill uh, an animal for sport... But when we do kill an animal, it has to be a, a, a beautiful death, a nice death, with a, with a, with a uh, well checked knife, so that it doesn't inflict pain, <laughs> to, uh, to give compassion to whatever uh, is possible. Okay, last page, Kuf uh, Lamed, in the Hebrew, uh, 84 in the English. Zehakal, right? This is the, the, the culminating idea. Zehakal, hachemla al shalol chablam. Right, so the the uh, the the general rule is to have pity on things and to not hurt them. T'luya bihma, and that's dependent on wisdom. Zulati laha elmala. el mala. Without wisdom we can't uh, elevate things of this world. Mitzomech lachay mechai lemidaber. Right, from the from the plant to a beast from a beast to a a, a, a speaking a conscious being um, right only can we we can only do it we can only uproot a plant and kill the beast la al to bring merit out of demerit right we can only Insult. We can only injure. We can only harm in order to benefit ourselves, to benefit something else, right? Um, but we can't needlessly destroy, because needless needless destruction is one an insult to God's wisdom, but also a way in which we. Uh, operate in the world absence of the, the uh, wise point of view that God has for the world that everything in this world has a, has a holy purpose that everything in this world is important everything is a manifestation of its creator we are not the only things that were created in the, in the divine image right? everything is infused with the divine um, and so we, he's suggesting ought to operate in the world in a framework of divine wisdom just as God operates with us